0: Welcome in to the Lockdown Reds podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Carr. Thank you so much for making this your first listen today. When you take a listen to the Lockdown Reds podcast, you can trust that each and every day it's free for you on every single platform. Available, including YouTube. If this is your first time listening, make sure that you're following me on your favorite podcasting app. You can also subscribe right here on the YouTube channel. That way, you don't miss anything I've got going for you. We've got a busy off season ahead, and we're actually going to talk about that checklist. We're going to start filling that out for the Cincinnati Reds this coming off season. I've also got some thoughts about Wade Miley. He was put on the IL just the other day. And that's going to effectively end his season with a neck strain. So we're going to evaluate that. I'm going to tell you why I believe the Reds absolutely must bring him back. And lastly, I kind of want to look at what's to watch for in these final six games of the season that's including today's game you may or may not be listening or watching this during the game or even after the game so i'm not going to go too crazy here on what's happening today we'll recap it on tomorrow's podcast but let's get started you are locked on reds your daily cincinnati reds podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Tell you what, it's a nice day outside. I cannot wait to get down to the ballpark. Beautiful day. It looks like nothing but sunshine. So, gonna be great for the last home game here for the Cincinnati Reds in 2021. And yes, the season hasn't quite gone as much as we've planned. But today's just gonna be a day to go to the ballpark and just kind of chill and and you know relish in a few more moments there until uh, they shut her down and we can't go back until next opening day. I want to start off today's podcast, though, by looking at this this off season is going to be maybe more important than any off season in the history of the Cincinnati Reds, and I think that that's not hyperbole. I think you're talking about a team that really is teetering. On the edge of collapse or contention. And I threw that up way too early. But here is the checklist. I'm starting to fill out. Number one, this is the first thing they got to figure out on their checklist. I'm going to help them figure it out for them. Bring back Nick Castellanos. This dude has been such a huge boon in the lineup for the Cincinnati Reds. And I believe he wants to come back. I I, I know people have been critical of him lately saying, oh, it looks like he's just going through the motions. looks like he's just waiting for free agency so he can get out of town and get a big payday. I don't think that's Nick Castellanos at all. I think he was just as much affected as any other player on this roster by the insane slump that they all hit at the same time. And we will be talking about that for years to come, but I believe he's still has his heart in this team and I think that because of that we are looking at a situation that yes he's going to use his opt-out if you don't know this already I mean it's basically a foregone conclusion we're just waiting for the official announcement it's like a 99.9 in fact if you go to baseballreference.com today right now you will see that the Reds playoff chances are less than 0.1 and the only reason that they're not zero is because they're not mathematically eliminated yet Sure. The Cardinals could lose the rest of their games and the Reds could win the rest of their games and tie them and force a one game playoff. Probably not going to happen. Sure. Nick Castellanos could not opt out and stay here in Cincinnati for the agreed upon pay. Although they put these opt outs in there for a reason, he has earned it. He has earned the right to opt out and go get himself some more money, which he's totally going to do the thing of it is though, I think that he has built up such a relationship with the Reds, with David Bell, with the front office and all this other, it is teammates that I believe he is at least going to give the Reds first rider refusal. Basically, somebody's going to give him a big contract. He's going to go to the Reds. He's going to say, this is what it is. If you match it, I'll come back. I'm hoping that's what he does. That's a little bit of, you know, just my fan heart oozing out and hoping that this happens, but it's up to the Reds to actually match that offer. This is not going to be a situation where Nick Castellanos is going to give them a discount. In fact, if you look at his performance this year, what he's getting paid this year is the discount. And if he were to not opt out, that would be the discount. That would be how he shows whatever. There's this weird, weird corner of fandom that believes if you love the team you play for, you got to Take whatever money they give you and just, you know, say, no, 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 no. I don't want to raise. I I don't want a ton of money. I just, I just want to play for you. And I, I want you to know that it is um, you know, a blessing for me to be here for for myself. You are a blessing to me. Honestly, he could get a whole bunch of money this offseason if he opts out. So it's gonna happen. But if I'm the Reds, absolutely have to make it a priority that he's coming back. People like to look at the market and they like to look inside their own organization and say, well, the replacement for so and so is this guy, or or we could totally get this guy and replace him. Now it's very highly possible given that this is probably the best year of his career that Nick Castellanos doesn't play this well again. But when you get the version of him that is close to this, you absolutely have to take that. And I believe that, you know, you're probably talking about 20, maybe 22, uh, depending on who's offering maybe 25, but 20 ish million dollars a year. I think the Reds could totally pay that. You're, you're almost uh done with Joey Votto's contract. It's got a couple of years left. And I think with the money that they've saved from different moves that they made over the last year, I think they've got the money for that. So there you go, pony it up, sign him for, uh, to bring him back. It, it, Cause it's one thing like, And I don't necessarily know that this is the end all be all of comparisons, but I was looking at this when you break down his season in games that he started, that the Reds or in games that he started that he did not get a hit, the Reds were seven and twenty three. Now I haven't really broke that down like Joey Votto, Jonathan India, those guys to see just how much of a stat this is, but that is a stat, and I think that that shows the value that he brings to this team. I believe that. It should be priority number one for the Reds to bring back Nick Castellanos, because let's talk about what the lineup looks like without Nick Castellanos. (sighs) You're talking about mm, Tyler Naquin almost uh, is penciled into the lineup, which we mentioned that on Friday or the last weekend podcast, this the last episode we had that I don't believe that that should be what the Reds do right now, because yes, he's been good at different times, but he's not been super consistent. So you're really relying on Tyler Naquin to continue to be good and maybe take another step. Uh, you're probably looking then at making some kind of commitment to Shogo or Nick Senzel, uh, maybe uh, TJ Friedel, Delano to De Shields, or the Reds have to go out and get somebody. And then you're looking on the open market and not sure who's available as of right now. You have to wait for that one to happen. But I think that the Reds have an opportunity to maintain the lineup that they have had over the last couple of years and improve it. That's going to be down the line when we look at other points on this checklist. I think point one is to keep. Nick Castellanos in Cincinnati. All right, coming up. I've got some more thought. We're going to talk about Wade Miley because he was put on the IL the other day, effectively ending his season. I want to break down his season and tell you why the Reds need to keep him too. Yeah, I know, I'm just spending all the Reds money today. Before we get into that, though, I want to let you know that you can get all of your entertainment options under one television screen. Just check out directtv.com and look up DirectTV stream. When you're using multiple devices, whether it be your phone, your tablet, your TV, your computer, whatever, to watch all your different shows, you're killing your bandwidth. And to be frank, it just seems silly. Now it's 2021. Bring everything under one TV screen with direct TV stream. Go to DirectTV.com today to learn about the different entertainment packages that they have for you. You can get your sports, your television shows, your movies, whether you're a reality TV nut, maybe you'll love you some news. Sure. I guess. Or like I said, sports, directtv.com and check out directTV stream compatible devices required and the contents vary by the package that you choose also i wanted to tell you today about this awesome app called get upside my listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up just download the free get upside app in the app store or google play today right now and use the promo code baseball and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up that's up to 50 cents cash back don't pay full price at the pump anymore get cash back by using get upside just download the app for free and use the promo code baseball to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as 2 to 300 dollars a month in cash back and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app today and use the promo code BASEBALL to get an extra 25 cents. That's up to 50 cents per gallon for your first tank. That's code BASEBALL on the Get Upside app. This has been an amazing year for Wade Miley. One of my favorite pictures of the entire season right here. This was after he threw his no hitter. That was a phenomenal night watching him pitch and watching him just moving through that lineup was phenomenal. A great game to watch. Wade Miley as a whole, this has been one of his best seasons. Now, so far as innings pitched and things like that, we're not talking about the best. He's thrown 163 innings this season. And that's actually not even like third most in his career it's down the list but he has been super effective talking about a 3.37 era his FIP is a little bit higher saying that he's getting a little bit lucky but not that much lucky He's like 3.9 and for much of the year he was in the twos the month of September has really tested him and apparently he has been trying to work through this neck injury for a start or two and now they've officially put him on the IL effectively ending his season. So Wade Miley is done pitching for the Reds in 2021. He might have only had one more start left in him anyway. That's why Raver San Martin is starting today, which, by the way, Raver San Martin really has – I don't want to put pressure on him because this is his major league debut – But think about this from this angle. The Reds have brought up Vladimir Gutierrez. They brought up Tony Santion. They brought up Dari Moretta, who, yeah, he's only had one appearance, but that was a pretty, I I liked what I saw out of that appearance. So we're talking about some guys who have been moving through the Reds farm system for a couple of years and finally getting their call up. This is not your uh, Reds pitchers getting called up uh, from a couple of years ago. You remember like 2016, 2017 and be like, so-and-so is making his major league debut. Here we go again. It's not like that at all. We're talking about a much different farm system for the Cincinnati red side when it comes to pitching. I'm interested to see what kind of repertoire San Martin has. And we'll talk a little bit more about that here in this next segment. Let's get back to Wade Miley because Wade Miley is awesome. He is the kind of guy that is so easy to root for. He just—he seems like a dude, and and I would love to randomly run into him like downtown or something like that or just meet him in general because he seems like a dude that you could have a beer with. Seems like a dude you could just chill with. Now, maybe he doesn't want to sit down for that long. He seems like a dude that's always on the move, but... When I look at Wade Miley and what he means to this team, he has been the consistent pitcher in this starting rotation. And depending on where you look, I know fan graphs is different, but on baseball reference, they have Wade Miley, according to wins above replacement, as the number one player for this Reds team in 2021. He's been that valuable. The th- the things that he has done and the fact that He's not really a strikeout guy. We're not talking about a dude that's striking out a huge clip. In fact, in those 163 innings, he only has 125 strikeouts. So it's not even a nine strikeouts per nine innings. Like that's kind of the level that you start to really get impressed by strikeout pitchers when you get nine, 10, 11, stuff like that. He ain't even close to that. What he does is he just makes guys get or makes opposing hitters hit his best pitch and try to get themselves out basically by weak contact, by a little dribbling ground balls or weakly hit pop flies and stuff like that. So yes, when you look at some stats, like his whip is 1.3, which isn't Amazing. He allows over nine hits per nine innings, which means that, yes, there's plenty of base runners, but he is able to keep those guys on base. And I, I love what he has done for this team. He has a team option, and he has been the topic of conversation around this offseason. And it's going to be a check mark on this uh, uh, to do list, I think, for the Cincinnati Reds. But they got to bring him back. I understand that Nick Ladello and Hunter Green are on their way up and should hopefully, if, if the Reds are smart about this, be on the opening day roster, be factors for this team all year long in 2022. It's because of them and a couple other guys that we're looking at the 2022 team and saying, you know what, if they just do a couple of things, they could still be an amazing team. I still think that you need Wade Miley on this team. Now, you're not counting on Wade Miley for uh, 200 innings. You're not counting on him for 30 starts, but there is a real possibility you could sign him. You could have a very deep pitching staff, and you could do what the Milwaukee Brewers did for a decent amount of time this year. There's a lot, and I know that I'm about to talk about a division rival here, but there's a lot that the Brewers did with their pitching staff that I would love to see the Reds do next year. One of them is the fact that they went to the six-man rotation for an extended period of time to keep their guys healthy. Have you heard about Brandon Woodruff or Corbin Burns dealing with some sort of nagging injury? No. No. It's because they manage them correctly, and those are two of the best pitchers in the National League. So if you are able to do that with your young guys, if you're able to do that with Luis Castillo, Tyler Malley, and Sonny Gray, you get a lot more out of them. So maybe a six-man rotation is worth considering. That'll be a point to ponder throughout the offseason, but not only that, you can also bring up Nick Ladello and kind of slot him into the Eric Lauer role. I really liked Eric Lauer for the Brewers pitching staff this year, not only because they were able to slot him in as a spot starter when they needed to, but because he gave them valuable long relief innings out of the bullpen. And I think Nick Lodello could do that uh, without a doubt, starting on opening day. That's not something that you got to be like, okay, we got to hand this kid the reins. He's got to be a legitimate starting pitcher every fifth day out his rookie year, because we need to compete this season think that's how you kind of work him in a little bit how you get him used to major league lifestyle you kind of ask him to do the Eric Lauer thing I I want to see the Reds do that and I think that they could but in order to do that they have to have Wade Miley on the roster and have him as that rock in the rotation at least to begin the season and then who knows I I don't ever want to consider because I love what Wade Miley said in his press conference where he talked about the getting placed on the IL and he talked about the next strain that he was going through And he he said that apparently he was dealing with it before his last start, but he decided to pitch through it and it just wasn't working because of that. But he also said in this interview, because somebody asked him about the Reds picking up his team option, he said, you know, I, I know that there's a business side to things, but I also know that I love it here in Cincinnati and I want to retire a Red. How many guys come here for two years and say that in the past, like the past decade, decade and a half? You don't hear that. Wade Miley's saying that. And I'd I'd love to see that happen now on the other side of things. Maybe they can, you know, pick up his team option. He pitches pretty well the first couple of months of the season next year, and maybe he's a decent trade chip and they can get something of need during the trade deadline. That's a possibility too. I don't know. There's lots of things that I believe that the Reds could do with Wade Miley. The thing is, he's got to be on the roster. Because if you don't pick up that team option and you let him walk, number one, he's going to make more than $10 million in free agency by somebody else that wants to pay him more than $10 million because that's going to happen. He pitched well enough to earn more than $10 million next season. So the Reds would be getting him on a bargain if they pick up the team option. I, I think it's intuitive. I think they got to do it. All right, coming up, I got a couple of thoughts on the rest of the year. There's only six games left. And I hate saying that I'm going to miss baseball. I know that it's caused me frustration this year because the Reds have been frustrating. They didn't do what we were hoping that they would. However, they've got a shot to hit the season total uh, season wins total over today at, cause I got them at 81 and a half. So I'm really hoping that happens. We're going to talk about what to watch for though, coming up here in just a minute before I talk about that though, I got to tell you about Bilt bar Bar is the most amazing snack on the market, the best tasting protein bar, because it tastes like a candy bar. You've got all these different flavors that make it taste like a candy bar. I mean, they just came out with cookie dough chunk, literally chunks of cookie dough in this bar. It tastes so phenomenal. You got hundred percent real chocolate in there and you've only got like 140 calories. Up to 17 grams of protein in most of these bars, up to 18 in some. There's 16 grams of protein in the cookie dough chunk bar, and it tastes phenomenal. You literally take a bite, and you're like, hmm, that's cookie dough. It's not like some weird synthetic tasting stuff. Little cookie dough are in these bars, and they are healthy for you. They've also got amazing flavors like coconut, strawberry. They've got uh, cherry barcia. They've got cookies and cream. Stuff that makes your mouth water, but they fit into pretty much any diet, including keto, because we're talking about four grams or less of sugar and four grams or less of fat in each one of these bars. Phenomenal stuff. Check them out today at built.com and use the promo code locked 15 to save 15% off your next order. Built bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market bar period plain and simple. It's, it's got a better taste, better mouthful than anything mouth feel mouthful it's a good mouthful too at built.com you can use the promo code lock 15 and you can test out what i'm saying and you'll find out that it's true go to built.com and use the promo code locked 15 all right so we've only got six games left Today's the last home game, so I'm gonna feel some kind of way. I'm gonna go down there, get me a coney, maybe get a fry box. I don't know. I'm, we'll see how I'm feeling there. Get a nice beer, sit down, and then just enjoy the stadium. I hope that they win, obviously. I want to see some good stuff from Raver San Martin, which by the way, Raver San Martin, like think about that name for a minute. Like, congrats to him on making his major league debut with the Cincinnati Reds today. But you're talking about a guy who If he were in the Pirates of the Caribbean, I think he would be a pretty good pirate captain. You know, you could see like guys like in a ship that's sinking down. They're just like, River San Martin got us. Anyway, whatever. I just just thought about that whenever they called him up. But I want to see what his repertoire looks like on the mound. I want to see what kind of pitches he has because this is the period of the season now. And I'm glad that it's only six games. You know, in years past, it was like months. Of evaluating different guys and who could be a part of the future. The Reds really have, and they kind of started it last week a little bit, but they've got six more games left in the year to evaluate guys like Raver San Martin, guys like Dowry Moretto, which I, I know that it was only one appearance, and you really can't extrapolate a whole lot from that, but the 98 mile an hour fastball is a thing of beauty and he got a great strikeout on a curveball that just absolutely baffled that Nationals hitter and and you look at the at bat where he ended up allowing the walk i put that on angel hernandez which Shout out to the dude on Twitter that was actually trying his best to stick up for Angel Hernandez, saying that he's a nice guy and stuff, because pretty much everybody else doesn't like this guy. He's a terrible umpire. He's got weird strike zones that change constantly throughout the game. And Darry Moretta was totally gypped out of a first strikeout. He should have had a perfect inning, but instead they called that a ball. And gave the guy a walk It was total bull crap. It was right there at the top of the zone. You saw it on the box. It was in the strike zone, whatever. I'm not mad about it because he ended up pitching a perfect inning. Otherwise, or, you know, outside of that walk. And he looked phenomenal. I hope we consider, we continue to see more of him and he continues to dominate because he could be a huge piece for this bullpen next year. Raver San Martin is interesting because being brand new and stuff like that, and we're not sure what we're going to get out of him, maybe he could slot into the bullpen as well. But this is the time of year where you start to evaluate dudes. And, and talking about like TJ Friedel, really loved what TJ Friedel's brought to this team, even though he's only played a couple of games. He has a lot of speed, and he's very aggressive on the base pass and a pretty solid uh, at-bat at, at approach. I could say that better, but I'll figure that out later. Really good line drives, and he barrels up the ball very well with his at-bats. And I've loved the line drives that he's hit. The, the home run that he had was a phenomenal hit as well. Just a solid player, somebody who maybe he could be coming off the bench for the Reds in the outfield next year. And this is where you really want to watch. And I know it's weird to say this, but you really want to watch guys like Delano to Shields to figure out what he could be for this team next year. I firmly believe that he could be a bench bat. He could be a guy that the Reds rely on as a defensive replacement or things like that. It's days like Sunday that will really throw people off because he got on base five times and people can say, oh boy, we got ourselves another outfielder for next year. I don't want to say that at all, because I think that he has shown throughout his shorter career, not not necessarily super huge sample size, but he's shown the reason why the Red Sox carried him on their roster, but not on their 40 man roster pretty much the entire year. And then whenever the Reds gave them a couple of bucks, they gladly absconded with him. So I, I think that you might have a depth piece in to Shields, but I don't want to hand him any sort of everyday starting job. Make no mistake about that. You're also looking at some other bullpen arms, which by the way, I don't know if you saw this, but CML Perez is back. That dude guys got, I don't even know that he has nine lives. I think he has like a million lives, but I I don't know that there's anything he can convince that he should be part of the future of this Reds bullpen. I think he's just here to eat up innings for the last bit of the season, which is unfortunate because I think at this point, this is where the Reds really have to be testing guys out that they think could be a part of the future of this team. And I have no doubt that CNL Perez is not a part of the future of this team. So with that being said, there's a couple of other things to look for. Tyler Malley has a shot. In his final start of the year, which I believe will come in Pittsburgh to, I'm not sure exactly how the equation works. He could possibly surpass Wade Miley, at least on the baseball reference scale of wins above replacement. He's had a phenomenal year. And that last start that he pitched was awesome to see because it was a home start in which he dominated what have we talked about all year? Tyler Malley's got a problem pitching a home. Now he's going to pitch his final start on the road and it's going to be against the Pirates. He's got a chance to really put an exclamation point on his individual performance for 2021. And you'll love to see it. And lastly, kind of like I mentioned, the Reds have a chance to hit the over at 81 and a half total wins for the season. I took the over. I thought it was kind of just an easy bet. It turned out to be way harder over this last month, but I think they're going to do it coming up here. I, I think they'll do it today. I don't know. I got a good feeling. That's going to do it for us, though, here today on the Locked on Reds podcast. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Like I said, you're probably watching or listening to this either during or after the game. Hopefully we're talking about a good win for the Redlegs here on their final home game of the 2021 season. We'll recap that in full on tomorrow's podcast. Kind of bring out another idea for this offseason checklist and maybe do another player evaluation. We've talked about Tyler Naquin. We've talked about Wade Miley. We'll continue on tomorrow right here on the lockdown reds podcast thank you so much for listening now go check out the lockdown bets podcast make yourself a couple of bucks over at betonline.ag you can use that promo code Lockdown to get 100 more on in your initial deposit and you can listen to your boy q and lee sterling give you all of the most important betting advice for the day to help you make a couple of bucks that's locked on bets wherever you get your podcast but as for the Lockdown Reds podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Carr. Thanks again for making us your first listen today, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.